the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the, what's today, Tuesday, right? Tuesday crew here on this May 31st afternoon. Very, very hot day, I must say. Holy crap, hot day. One of the hottest of the year. It's like 95 degrees. Dylan Allen, David Palumbo, John Hartnett, and Jack Pesea here with you live from the College Ave Student Center State Studio. Uh, we're going to start off with Rutgers baseball, boys, because over the weekend they, they were in the Big Ten tournament out in Omaha, and our very own Mc- Dylan McCoy and Sean Ned Carney were sent out there to do their thing to call the game. David, you were in here for the 1 a.m. baseball game. That must have been brutal. Yeah, well, uh, 12.53 start time. I walked out of the studio at 4.17 a.m., so that that one was it was a little rough. It was a little rough. But yeah, it's awful. It was awful. But what was even more awful was the baseball team got absolutely hosed. They got completely snubbed, but that's okay. What's done is done. But, yeah, I mean, second in the Big Ten, uh, Dom, Dom Savino put out a tweet um, since Rutgers and Maryland joined the conference, this is the first year that the second-place team in the conference hasn't made the NCAA tournament, um, with Rutgers, of course, being the second-place team this year. Maryland was the only team that didn't get the automatic bid to qualify. Um, Michigan beat Rutgers in the title game, which happened just a couple hours after the 4 a.m. They right, We were talking about this before, but they had to go to sleep, right, that extraordinary late time and then go and play a baseball game the next day which is arguably higher, harder than what Michigan had to do, which is just play two games back-to-back like a normal double hitter. So, I mean, it's tough, right? And they were the only team in the Big Ten tournament that, I mean, had the, the, the setup was really weird. All these teams already had a loss, and they had one loss, and then they were just out. So, very very strange setup, but, I mean, that's how the tournament tournament was formatted, and, yeah, the chips really just didn't fall their way. I remember it be – I remember um, this sort of format, the double elimination tournament, it's kind of similar to the Little League World Series. Um I don't. I haven't watched the Little League World Series in a couple of years, but you're I missing out. <laughs> it is. It is good. It's but fun times. I do remember that the Little League World Series kind of has this convoluted way of doing the tournament, which is exactly identical to the Big Ten tournament. David, you touched on it. Like, how does Rutgers get? How does Rutgers get eliminated from the Big Ten tournament in a double elimination tournament while losing once in the championship game? Like, I, I just don't know how you rationalize that in your head. Like Michigan went down at earlier in the tournament. Da, do you know Da or David John? Anyone know who that loss was to? Michigan's loss. Yeah. Um, I think it was Iowa. I think I it to was guess. to Iowa. Yeah. yeah. So I was looking. I was looking at the bracket and I saw okay, Michigan went down. I saw Maryland went down. I'm like, oh wow, that really opened stuff up for Rutgers. But apparently, uh, it's a double elimination <laughs> tournament. And Rutgers, who couldn't control the fact that they played at. One in the morning our time, midnight their time, had to go back the next day and play at, what, five? Five, at five yeah, in the afternoon. just an Omaha, afternoon game. Omaha time. Yeah. Ridiculous. Which is like 12 hours after the fact. At 12 hours and change, maybe 14 hours after the fact. And when you're playing baseball in consecutive days like that, mo- sometimes multiple games per day, I mean, it's true for any sport. You're going to lose at least one of them. And that's what a double elimination tournament is set to – prevent like okay you mess up one day you can get it back the next day right you know that's kind of the benefit of the double of the double elimination tournament and big 10 just said nah that's uh we're just going to eliminate that entire double elimination advantage in the biggest game of biggest big game and biggest stage of the entire tournament it it makes no sense i think the big 10 should really take some notes here in how you should run a tournament <laughs> Um, Jerry Carino was awesome on Twitter after after this entire thing. He's he was he was ragging on the Big Ten. He was saying that the Big Ten is thinks that they're very poorly run or poorly poor or very well run um, establishment, but they're actually not. So I mean, I don't, I, know could, if, I don't know if you saw Carino. He was pretty funny. I, I did not have the uh, the pleasure to see that, but I I look at this bracket and I it makes some kind of sense. I I understand why many Rutgers fans. You know, would say they only lost one time. Michigan lost once before entering the game. Why isn't it two out of three? And maybe that's something that Rutgers, or not Rutgers, the Big Ten should do in the near future. 
this is how I would do it personally. You throw out as soon as you get to the championship game, just you make it best two out of three. Make it best two out of yeah. three. You you throw out the losses in the bracket. Like let's say Rutgers and Michigan had both lost already going into that game. You wipe those out and you play a best of three series. Now the problem with that is they at least have time they didn't have the time. Also this year. the pitchers, the pitchers as well. That would be tough because you're asking them to play a lot of games in a four day span. I get that, but you know it. it Jack has a point. You can't you can't for some reason allow your your tournament to be a double elimination style but then once you get to the championship it's only one game you know that's like it's like in the nfl if they did you know if they did series like they do in mlb and nba what have you if they did best of three in the nfl and then for the super bowl oh it's just one game even though it just doesn't make much sense it should be the same throughout i would personally do a best of three for the championship that is just how i would do it but well then, also listen. Part listen. of the reason it got messed up was because all the games on the first day got wiped out because the listen, weather. Yeah, they can't and they can't control the weather. So that's kind of just a crappy. It, it just it's a crappy coincidence that that happened uh, over the weekend. But listen, if I'm being honest, guys, Rutgers should have won this game. They, they, I've I watched it from start to finish. The pitching was just not there, non-existent. I believe Michigan allowed or Michigan was able to get their leadoff guy on base for six innings straight. And as a pitching staff for Rutgers, you cannot allow leadoff walks, leadoff singles, six innings straight, and expect to win a game. Nonetheless, hold that team to less than you know ten runs. They're eventually going to keep scoring. So I understand Rutgers fans want to you know maybe look at the bracket and just say that you know it's not really fair throughout. Although they have a point, this is a game where Rutgers is a two seed for a reason. I mean, I mean, they just faced this team the other week. They won one out of three in Ann Arbor. And they got killed. And and they got killed 10-4. to We're asking Rutgers to just win one game against one team, and they couldn't do it. And they were never really in the game either. Two things, DA. Um, First off, just to touch on the tournament structure real quick, there's a deadline that um, all conferences had to meet on Sunday in order to have, you know, the automatic bids for the selection committee come Monday afternoon uh, at noon when the selection show was for for the NCAA tournament. Um, with that in mind, yes, that works for baseball, but or yes, that works for like something like basketball, which is an indoor sport. But with baseball, we literally saw it this week. Like the Big Ten tournament lost a day, and the SEC tournament lost a day, correct? And a lot of other, a lot of others, um, a lot of other conferences lost time, especially in the eastern half of the country. Um, I know, I know that from seeing a lot of tweets about it. Um, and. You know, my argument is why would the NCAA or why shouldn't the NCAA be a lot more flexible when it comes to that? Like knowing that baseball is an outdoor sport, knowing that rain delays like this could happen where it could impact a lot of conference tournaments and therefore preventing a lot of the cramming that we saw in the weekend at places such as the Big Ten tournament. Well, especially Saturday night playing all those games and then the Rutgers game kicking off at 11.53 in Nebraska. Like, that's just unrealistic. And then asking the team to play another game the next day. What they the Big Ten easily could have done is have just any minor league fields, right? Um, or just another college field that's in close proximity to Nebraska, to Omaha, Nebraska, where they play these games, where they could have had just multiple games going on at the same time, right? That you only have one field is it's kind of ridiculous, especially to me. I just, okay, I yeah, know the, the Big Ten. The one sorry, field again. is, the one field is very, this is a great point. Sorry, John. Very good. I, Look, I know the Big Ten Stadium is in the and it's in uh, Omaha, right? Yeah. Why are we going to Nebraska? It's I don't know. That's where the College World Series is going to be after all the regionals and the super regionals the next weekend. It's like, it's it's where the the finals are and the yeah. semifinals yeah. and all yeah. that. Why the mecca of baseball? Like, I Apparently, <laughs> I, it's the, it's the home for college baseball. Yeah, it's been that way. But I mean, uh, the Big Ten. It was not filled this time, but it, it's going to be filled. It, it like people get out there, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's, no just, one, it's in Nebraska. No one was there for the games that I saw. There was like maybe cause that broadcast had like I think 17 fans on for the. Uh, for the <laughs> well, I mean, the game did start at 11:53. Yeah, let's, let's be real. <laughs> Who's going to a college baseball game on a Saturday night on Memorial Day weekend? At, okay, that's fine. At right. Nearly midnight. midnight. At midnight. Well, not me. It's bad planning by the Big Ten too. Not if you me. want more fans well, to again, come, it's not really their fault. Well, the rain. Delay, I mean, you, we could have multiple oh, yes, fields. Sure. But how many fields are there out in Omaha, Nebraska that they could use at their... Oh, come on. Take down a cornfield. Dude, dude, I don't know. dude. It's America. You, gotta, you don't you think they would think something. of that? A minor league field? Even a half hour away. No, but I under... But you're... But you're you're insinuating that but they, that they never thought this through. This should not have happened. I can guarantee you they, they thought this, this through. This should not have happened. Even if they thought it through. But whatever conclusion... But why, but they, why haven't they done it then? They, That's my question. 
I think that's all of our questions. I don't work for the Big Ten. I don't, I don't know. But I, I think just, you do. I don't. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But Basketball I, I love the Big Ten. With what did you say? 2021 NCAA tournament and then the Big Ten tournament also. They got it done. Yeah. They were, like, yeah. Especially the NCAA tournament. They were able to you know utilize the entire state of Indiana. Now, you don't have to do that for the Big Ten tournament. but Yeah, Purdue, Butler, f- all these different. Find yeah. at least one field in the vicinity of Omaha, Nebraska. I know yeah. Nebraska is a bunch of cornfields. Or like, don't have the tournament in the same spot. You have it every year. And, like the and Big Ten a- tournament for basketball was in. Uh, was in Indianapolis. It was in the Garden a couple years right. ago. Like it's not. It doesn't have to be the same thing every single he, year. Here's another. Just be f- flexible. Here's another field that I can guarantee you wasn't being used. What about Nebraska's turf field that they use out there in Lincoln, yeah. wherever the hell they play? Why was that not available? They're part. I don't. They're not even participating in the tournament. No, they weren't good enough to even make it. They they're not, not using that field. They got swept. That field hasn't been why used in weeks. It's true. The so BP. Why they not just use that? Now I don't know how far away. Lincoln is from Omaha. I'm not an expert on the geographical locations of cities in Omaha, you in don't Nebraska. Like, but you don't like flyover states? Uh, no, I I just don't have any interest in Nebraska. Oh, so I don't know how far away it is in relation. I mean, if it's two, three-hour drive, let's say, I could understand why maybe they didn't do that. But Nebraska is almost as gross as Ohio. Oh, that's a, that's a shot at Ohio. That's <laughs> okay, not very DA. nice. DA. Yeah, how far is it? 54 minutes. Okay, then that should have that's been doable. Nothing. That's nothing. Then. That's yeah. nothing. That's under an hour. And you could have divvied it up. How, you could have had half, far, half, the, half the tournament at each stadium, and you could have had four teams at each Especially one. just on... But here's the other thing. Yeah. Here's the other problem. You said it's 54 minutes away, and we're arguing this because of rain. Now, what are the chances that it was still raining in Lincoln? It's only under an hour away. Chances are it was raining there, too, what? and they have an open stadium with grass and dirt. I'm not talking about the day that got canceled Wednesday. I'm talking about Saturday. You could have had multiple games going on at the same time on Saturday where they played. Instead of cramming in a bunch of games. A game that starts at 10 a.m. to a game that ends at 3 a.m. Right. Right? That, that I get. Yeah. But, I, I mean, mean, if it was because of the weather, then, then I can understand because it's probably raining both. Both stadiums. I'm talking about Saturday. Yes, I, I know it would be raining on both on Wednesday. Wednesday was the day that got canceled. And okay. then every other day, there was no cancellations. It was just gotcha. uh, a nice 30-minute, one lightning strike delay, one, stri- one strike away from it being a official game. I, I think the Big Ten really just failed in, yeah. in, just plan- in just like forward planning. Because you would think a league like this... The, it's the Big Ten. We're not talking about like the Mac or something like that. Oh, another the- shot, another ricochet <laughs> shot. Shots fired. By ricochet. the way, by the way, apparently the Big Ten is like equal to the Mac in baseball as it is basketball. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of good it's small. The there's basketball. a lot of good smaller teams that are just good at baseball. There's a lot of good conferences that are just small. It's not like football and basketball where it's the Power Five schools are just the powerhouses in baseball. I mean, you look at half the teams selected. They're all like. Uh, what, what do you call it? Dallas Baptist, Grand Canyon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but Hofstra was selected. I mean, like, these are schools that Was Hofstra selected, or did they just win their tournament? I believe they were. I, I don't remember, actually. I just Isn't I was right. watching the Isn't selection. Grand Canyon yeah. an online school? Or am I, I remember I'm seeing those so commercials. I'm so confused yeah. about that. I remember Hold seeing on, those commercials. No, I really don't get it, because I've, I've heard people I've like talk about it. I've seen those ads. commercials. Yes. Yeah. So, so everyone has. So exactly. They pump them out. Look how the amount small, of marketing money they have is insane. <laughs> Look how small that school is, and they made it. It's just, baseball's totally a totally different animal but, than football and basketball. I mean, you could say that, but at the same time. But 45 and 14. Oh, no, no. I'm not arguing that, yeah, yeah. that I mean, they shouldn't have made it. I'm just saying some of these small teams doesn't even begin to describe it. What? That, that, that they're out of the oh, NCAA yeah, it's, tournament. It's ridiculous. They got absolutely snubbed. <sighs> ridiculous. I mean, how do you leave out a team like that? You know what I compare this to? I compare this to the worries that we had as Rutgers basketball fans when March Madness came around. For the similar reasons as our co- our schedule, non-conference schedule, being on the weaker side of things, losing games we weren't supposed to lose. At least this is the words. This is what I took from what Chris said in our group chat when he was talking about the strength of schedule. This is the way that we almost thought could happen for Rutgers basketball if they weren't selected. It would have been because they lost games they should have won. They had a rec- a good enough record to be in it. They had a good placement in their conference tournament, right? I mean, I sort of see some similarities. Rutgers basketball gets selected. Baseball gets snubbed. I wonder, it's definitely different committees, I get that, but I'm just saying I drew a couple conclusions or similarities, I should say, to both of the, the teams road to that selection show. Sure, but if you're going to say that, I think it's more so Big Ten related than Rutgers related, right? Because if Maryland won the conference tournament like they were expected to, they would have been the only team in. Right. No, which 100%. is kind of, which is, I mean, stupid. Mo- yeah, I mean, of course, Rutgers fans, Iowa fans will say both their teams got absolutely snubbed, but a lot of the general public is saying the same thing, right? So, and I mean, the only reason Michigan's in is because they won the Big Ten tournament, so 
I just want yeah. to mention. It is not an online school. I just want to mention Grand Canyon University is an actual university. It, is it online or not? It's an, it, it is they, it it's offers like a physical online degree campus? programs, but it is a physical university. Well, I mean, if they have a baseball team, it must be. Th- those were all the commercials I've seen. Practice. The online degree. But That's also, all I would see. But also yeah. I've seen like clips at their like basketball stadium, and it looks like it, lo- it kind of looks like there's actual fans. But then I see it's an online university, and I'm so confused. Maybe you should transfer. I'm not going to transfer. <laughs> Grant, I've got one year left. I just want to get through it. It's too late, man. It's too late. Uh, yo, wh- oh, great question. Where's Arnoff? Arnoff, I don't know yet. He's, oh. uh, I think he's still coming in. Dude, I just remembered that. Point. Yeah. I don't Shout know. out Arnoff. Shout out Arnoff, the GOAT. Shout He'll out. be here Next. soon. Is he the GOAT? WRSU top prospect. Oh. <laughs> Anthony Volpe, batting 170. Yeah, baseball American. Oh, oh yeah. I don't Volpe's know. been struggling, man. I, that's why I said it. I, I knew it would rub you rub you the right way. Well, he's been Pause. struggling, so. Pause. He's been struggling. Well, and he stinks. I don't know about that. Well, gotta get, was, I gotta give him time. It was also it was a pretty rough re- weekend. Uh, yeah, just Rutgers for all Rutgers. Fans, to be honest, like it was, it was a great Memorial Day weekend. Great weather. Like that. That's not that wasn't the problem. It was just like our our sports teams getting losing or getting uh getting snubbed in the NCAA tournament committee, and uh, the other half of that is. Our good old lacrosse team, which had a rough, uh, rough time out there in East Hartford. Um, Chris Kikonis, Eddie Kalegi did a great job filling the time for a basically two-day-long rain delay, <laughs> That's and uh, they lost. Rutgers lost seventeen to ten against Cornell. It was, uh, it was a pretty rough game overall, but brutal. They were never in it. I mean, you they were down eight to three at halftime. And I, I believe to start the game out, it was it was fairly close. It was two to two, and then Cornell just went on a run. Rutgers defense just did not hold up. The Cornell they were just able to run around and just get some space to shoot. But I, it was one of those games where the Rutgers was just never in it. And it was even with the delay. At one point, I was just like, maybe the delay will help Rutgers, give them kind of a lot of time to regroup and just get their you know what's together. But then they come out, they score a couple of goals, and then Cornell goes on another big run. And then you see the final score, seventeen to ten. It's a similar score that we've seen Rutgers lose to Maryland. It's just it's one of those games Rutgers was never in it, and you know, I think it just says a lot about the Cornell program because they faced Maryland yesterday and they kept things close until the end. I believe it was a nine to seven final, nine seven was the final against Maryland, and so Cornell able to stay toe to toe, stay you know right there with Maryland, who is the powerhouse of the men's lacrosse. Um, so just, I think it's more more of a credit to Cornell than it is a diss on Rutgers because Rutgers had a very good season nonetheless. Making the Final Four is a great achievement, whether you win the game, lose the game, whether you're never in it, you made it there, and you know you you, you definitely proved some people wrong, and you you got you got through it, and you faced a really good Cornell team. I'm I'm more disappointed with the Rutgers baseball team only only because they, it wasn't like they faced Maryland in that championship game where. They, they are top 10 ranked in baseball. At Maryland is one of those teams where the only way they get in, or Michigan is one of those only teams, they only get into the NCAA tournament if they get that auto bid. And I guess now, seeing this after the selection show, Rutgers was in the same boat. You know, if, they, if they're not selected after making the championship game, winning uh, every single game to get to that point, not losing a game, and they're still not selected, that's, that tells me that the committee had them on the list as a team that needed to win the Big Ten tournament in order to make it. Well, they announced it. It was like, you know how for the basketball it'll be like the last four teams in, like the next four in, right. like on the bubble. They were like either the second or third team that if there was like two or three more spots, they would have been in. Right. They announced it. So I saw that. So yeah. it, it, it just it's it, it was a disappointing weekend for Rutgers sports. But I mean, still though, getting to the final at, four is crazy. You look at, exactly. But yeah, you, you got to celebrate that. You look at the other side and both of these teams made just strides in the history book. Rutgers baseball, most wins in program history. Um, you know, you, you had pretty much, I think one batters, one through eight batted over 300 the whole year. Chris Brito set a new, uh, Program record for RBIs in a single season with like 74, and he broke he broke the all time RBI record as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. And Todd Frazier was like third on the list. I mean, there were a lot of good things out of this season. It's just a disappointing finish, where you know if the decision is now out of your hands. As soon as you lose that game to Michigan, now you're just you know hoping that you make it in. The committee sees it the way that we all see it, and it was kind of the same thing with the basketball team, um, and. You know, Rutgers baseball kind of got the short end of the stick uh, on this time around, but 
nonetheless, very good seasons. And it was a lot of fun covering both teams, although I wasn't too heavily involved with men's lacrosse, but more baseball. And, you know, most of the games that I called were... The team was just very, very good every single game, and you know, credit to them. They'll be back next year. I see all the players on Twitter, on Instagram, kind of posting and just saying, "Don't worry, guys, we'll be back." Like they're they're taking this as a they're taking this personally. Good. That's one thing. Yeah. That's good. one thing about the baseball team. They are a team that's very set up for future success. It was good that they were good this year, but a lot of the noise about Rutgers baseball is that man, they're going to be good next year. Talk about Ryan Lasco is one of those guys who's going to be back next year. Um, you know look down the entire roster it's a young roster i mean steve owens um did a really good job with the roster and, uh, and we'll see what happens next year how many guys on the base on the baseball team are leaving i mean they had a lot of seniors i think um, the georgio is out the georgio senior smell was a transfer, a transfer he was a senior yeah uh Neister's, yeah Neister and she call for the, the, the core, outfielders the core of the roster like some of these core guys that you'll see are gonna be back and I think no, they definitely that. have some youth yeah. too. Yeah, 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 they do. I mean, look at Crota Grower. I mean, yeah, he's a Josh second Crota baseman. and Lasco are, are a are both can, like can be all American players. And he's a freshman Lasko already. Is yeah, he's yeah. a freshman out of Franklin, playing second base, and he batted over three hundred his first year. Had a home run in that championship game. He was one of the only bright spots in, offensively for Rutgers that whole game. I mean, that's a promising middle infielder for Rutgers, and he may even move to shortstop as soon as DiGiorgio graduates and he's done. He might be more of a shortstop that they move over. We'll see, but he, that's one of those younger guys that's just on paper going to be really, really good for Rutgers. He played shortstop a couple games where, because I wrote this, they some of these non-conference games, they just they just killed teams. They obliterate. They won like 23-2. They won 17-0, right. right? They killed these teams. So they would take out a lot of their starters, and since he was a freshman, he would stay in and move over from Second yeah. to short, which happened a couple times. So, you'll yeah, you'll, you'll they, they definitely could do that. You'll definitely see that next year, I think. And Lasko staying out there. I mean, Lasko's the guy that Lasko's the guy that people think could get drafted now. He's a semifinalist for best. I forget the name of the award, but best college player in the country award. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he had so a very good year. Batted oh, over three fifty. Yeah. I mean, but he's a five tool player. He does. He's five tool. Yeah. He's stolen bases, crazy defensive plays. Speed, power as That's what well. You said, right, stolen bases. Yeah, he got a, he's got a nice arm. Really nice. They do that thing where if he's you've you've probably seen it before, where if it's like say it's like left center, left fielder makes a catch, just like flips it to him, he throws yeah. it. That was in the championship game. I've yeah. I know, but it's happened a lot throughout the I've year. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I know, and I've never seen that like any other team be like, wow. So this guy's either <laughs> maybe it's a combo of both. You really don't trust your this guy's arm, and you really trust this guy's arm. So yeah, I mean, listen. This team definitely has a promising future. So does lacrosse. They're probably yeah. still going to be very good next year. Again, I don't know too much about them in re- in relation to ba- like in comparison to baseball. But both teams on the rise. Rutgers sports really on the rise in general. The football team should be much better this year. We'll see how Wimsat kind of develops uh, as the season goes along. But uh, some other news in Rutgers sports before we head to our first break. I don't know if you've guys been paying attention. Gavin Griffiths, I think that's his name. Is is that how you pronounce it? Do you guys I know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do know who you're talking about. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but I have seen the, the Instagram. And so he so he is a four-star recruit that has gotten now two crystal balls to Rutgers for basketball, and he's a forward. Uh, he, he's like six foot seven out of Connecticut. I think he's like the best player in Connecticut next year or something. But he's gotten two crystal balls for Rutgers. I'm sorry, what was his name again? Gavin. Uh, You've definitely heard of him. that? No. <laughs> Gavin Griff- Griffiths. Griffiths. That's gonna be that's gonna be hard to say when you're calling games. Griffiths. G R I F F I T H S. That's his last name. He's a four star. Oh, yeah, I've seen this kid. Yeah. And he he's going to make his decision. I think on June second or f- June first. So tomorrow or Thursday at like three p.m. Eastern, he's gonna make his decision. He I believe he's like between Rutgers, Iowa, and maybe a couple of other schools. But he's he's gotten two crystal balls for on rivals for Rutgers and you know I look at those guys that make those crystal ball decisions they've like they're 23 of 20 for 24 when they're guessing where players end up would, would be a huge get would be for huge sure. um I mean if we're on the point of Rutgers basketball I'll say two things first we could talk about this for a long time should we just take uh, a break I'll, now and then talk Rutgers basketball after this I'll, no? say, I'll say this I'll say this real quick Go first it. it's good that Rutgers is getting guys or close to getting guys or hopefully gets guys like this Gavin Griffiths yeah, yeah, that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard uh, to say. <laughs> um, it, it's it's good we're see, it's good we're seeing four stars guys like Cliff Amore and now Gavin Griffiths come and support Rutgers. And also, I'll say to that, I'm hoping that we're coming to a point now that 
five-star guys like the Ganas Cunninghams of the world, even the right. DJ Wagners of the world, five-star guys best in the country but from New Jersey yeah. think about going to Rutgers. Because this hope. is an actual program. Like this, this is an actual program here in New Jersey. Like it's not, you know, it's not the program that you saw maybe six, seven years ago, or even you know four years ago before all the success with the Ron, Geo, Caleb core. So, I think I think this should really be a time where Rutgers Rutgers basketball should make a turn and get some of these really talented guys in New Jersey because New Jersey is one of the best basketball states in the country. I mean, listen, I, if if Peichel. I mean, here's the thing I will say. Those guys, the five-star kids out of Jersey, would be awesome to get, no doubt about it. The problem is, will they be committed to stay there for a couple of seasons, or will they be one-and-dones? Because we've we've heard Peichel say numerous times when he's interviewing recruits, you know, like, what's the first thing that you worry about? I, I, he was talking about that, like, with when he was recruiting Jaden Jones. He wants team One guys. Time. He wants team guys in the locker room. Like, he doesn't want guys that are... Asking questions out the gate like, uh, how many minutes am I going to get? How many points will I, you know, how many opportunities? He wants guys that are going to put the team first. That's what Gio, Ron, Caleb, that's what they were all about. That's why that team was so special these past couple of years and why we cherished it. They stayed for all four years. Gio stayed for a fifth year and maybe even Caleb stays for another year. Ron stayed all four. Now he's going to the NBA, right? But if you recruit some of these five-star guys that may choose Rutgers over, let's say, a Kentucky where they only plan to stay there for one year... You know, Pykele may look at that and go, okay, we'll have a good year for just one season, but I want guys that'll be committed for the long haul. And you might not be able to get that with some of these top guys looking to just get the one-year minimum in and go right to the league. I I mean, you saw it with Jaden Jones. Yeah. He, he played three games, and De- now he's in the NBA I combine. Don't, I don't it's ridiculous. I agree with everything you said about New Jersey. Like, I, I love New Jersey high school basketball. Like, yeah. maybe not as much as I love college basketball, but that's, like, one of my favorite things. And I totally agree with everything you're saying. Like, there's no way they lo- they land Nas Cunningham, right? He got an offer from Duke like a month or two I'm ago. There's no way. But way. I know. I-, I completely agree with what you're saying. And that should hopefully be the goal. And Dylan, I agree with what you're saying too. But as much as these teams were special, which they were, right? This past year, lost in the first four. The year before, lost in round 32. Right? They were special. And these guys that Pico recruited, like, Caleb, no-name guy. Miles Johnson, no-name guy. Became really good players, all-conference players. Defensive player of the year. All-first-team defense, right? These guys who were no-names in high school became really good. Mm -hmm. That fit his system. But at the same time, yes, the program is on the up-and-up. And and with that, you you have the opportunity to get more talent. So even if they are one-and-dones or stay two years and then leave, who cares? Right? The best that's happened in the last two years – which yeah, have been really good years are a loss in I the round thirty two. So one and done year. I don't know. I mean, he that's not his hard. style. I I agree, but it, it, but I think he takes it though because the talent he should is there. no he should at this know. point where where the program's headed, you have the opportunity. The program right, you've won all these games, be in bigger name teams in the last couple of years. People starting to respect you. If you have the opportunity to go over go after all these talented guys in the state, please do that. Please right. I mean, but what, here's the thing, though. You want to go first, Jack? One name to look out for, Dylan Harper. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to say my name. Class, of t- Dylan Allen. One Dylan, name to look out for, Dylan I have Allen. Some, I have some game film in the uh, the RG <laughs> you, records. You do have Stop. some game film now. Um, <laughs> four star guy, though. Obviously, we know his older brother. Much bigger name than Ron coming out of high school. Absolutely. Much bigger. Georgetown, Indiana, which I cannot see from a life. I, uh, yeah. Missouri, Rutgers, and Texas Tech. Those yeah, he's gotten some but good that's, offers. But that's it. Like, it. Those are good offers, though. I'm saying as of now. As of in now. A, in a couple months when the EYBL circuit's done, more. If like, Dylan, significantly more. If Dylan Harper goes to Indiana. Th- dude, there's no way he does. Like, no I, I know a lot there's of people think no he will. Way. There's, there's just no there's way because no the way. family stuff. There's no way. I think part of it has to do with if Ron Ron gets actually gets drafted, too. Because if, be if that shows, that's like, wow, someone from Rutgers can be successful, stay in New Jersey, get drafted, go to the NBA, which is like what Dylan's goal is, right? You would if think. he can do that, and he's my brother, and like, ooh, I'm better than my brother, then Been around why the not do the same thing? Years now. Yeah. Michael Ott must know him. Like, yeah. Oh, I he's mean, probably he had dinner at, with him at his house exactly, before. He was at the senior night presentation on the court. He's been in the rack a million times, JMA. Yeah, 100%. So... Dylan yeah. Harper also co-signed by LeBron at the recent 8A. I did see that. He also dropped 30 in front of LeBron. I did see that, Jack. 
New York Renaissance. So, so the thing is with this whole Pike, the whole Pikele thing with listen, the one and done players. I mean, he'd be I would say I stupid that, not though. to accept it. I hear you on that. But the only way that works is if there's sustainability and you are banking on four or five star kids to come in every year if you're going to go down that path. That's the problem with choosing this path. You, there are only there are only so many programs that can pull that off. Kentucky, Duke, UNC, those are, Kansas even, those are the teams where they can accept a one-year guy and then get another one-year guy the next year and replace that guy. Rutgers never has done that before. But that's the thing. You don't have to go... That, I mean, that would be amazing if they ha- are starting to pull five stars out of nowhere from New Jersey. That's, But that doesn't have to be the thing. Say no, you does. land one no, or two does. guys. No, no it, it doesn't. Does. No, it does. If you land one you or need, two. You cannot. No, Dylan. It, it is not sustainable unless you you're, have guys every year. You're incorrect. If you How land, am I incorrect? If they leave every year, if they leave one that's year, not your you whole need a guy roster, next in though. line. That's, that's never going to be their whole roster. That's never going to be their whole roster. They're, they're blue bloods for a reason. They haven't just been blue bloods for the last 10 years. That's not a thing. Right. right, but if you look at their past years, even even Cliff is proving it now. He's coming back for his junior season. He's recruited guys that stay there for three, four years, five years. If you have okay, fine, two guys off the bench, or even two starters that are willing to stay there for four years, but you got five stars that just one year, one year, one year, and at the next year you're like, oh well, no one wants to come here and just do the one year thing. Well, now you're now you're working with some tenured guys that give you four points a game. That's great, but you're not developing those guys because you're focusing on the one year guy. That's not a scenario that would ever happen. It has to be sustainable. That's not a scenario that would ever happen. Side note, Cliff Amore might be a first-round pick next year. That might be a hot take. Cliff has improved a ton. That might might be my hot take for coming If he can do it, if he can get a jumper, yeah. Cliff has improved a ton. Here at Rutgers, I might might live with Cliff Amore being a first-round pick next year. But, um, Dylan, I'm kind of torn about this because I do hear you because – Michael's entire program is built on guys like Gio, Ron, and Caleb who stayed there. Called them dinosaurs. And and to get a guy like, I'm not saying obviously he's going to be here, but a guy on the level of Knott's Cunningham to come to Rutgers who's probably going to be there only one year, at most two. At, at most two. At, at most. most two years. And this is this is the creme de la creme of high school basketball. Like These are the top guys at Rutgers. Yeah. At, in that are available, number one junior recruits. in the country next year for anyone who yeah. and DJ Wagner is the number one upcoming senior. DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw like, both, both, both going to Louisville. But that's by the okay. way, shout out New Jersey high school bas- basketball. Like Camden RC, your number one on number one players in the country are both from New Jersey, junior and senior classes. Anyway, yep, you'd be breaking with the tradition that Pykele has already set, and it would be one player, but that's also the biggest player on the team. It's, it's going best. to be something that Pykele has to decide. If you got a guy that says that is, I mean, maybe even Dylan Harper. Let's say Dylan Harper climbs the ranks and he's a five-star now coming into his senior year and he's get, being recruited. Pykele's going to have to sit down and think, okay, Dylan Harper might not be here for the long haul, but he's also a five-star guy. This might be, like, a guy like Dylan Harper might be kind of the watershed moment where Pykele has to decide where he wants to go. Because you can't have a dual program like that. Listen, I, I'm not saying that because Peichel believes in his way of having guys that are committed to the program are going to stay there for three to four years and develop into the best guy they can. I'm not saying that just because of that notion he's going to deny a five-star recruit out of New Jersey. I understand that. I'm not saying that. He'd be stupid not to because it would put the it would put the program right on the map. If I mean, look at uh um what's the what's the team that Deion Sanders co- Jackson State right Jackson yeah. State right on the map as soon as they landed Travis Hunter. You even had Nick Saban kind of poking at him a little bit for saying they <laughs> kind of they, they they bribed them to come there or whatever. He got money to but anyway, you have them talking about them. That would be the scenario for Rutgers. It would be great. And David, you know, you're probably right. It, it, it probably just takes one or two guys to then get the interest of other people to come in. But the problem is, if you then decide to go that route, right now, if Nas Cunningham committed to Rutgers, they would be phenomenal because they have a bunch of depth pieces, a bunch of other secondary scorers that can get the job done. But if you, I'm just, you need multiple recruiting classes where you just have four or five star talent coming in in order for it to work. Because if you get, if you go down the line, and you get Nas Cunningham for one year. Okay, now he's gone. You get Dylan Harper for one year. Okay, now he's gone. 
You're going to get good individual seasons from players like that trying to showcase for the NBA, but as soon as they hit like the 20 points per game mark, they're going to say, well, listen, I, I did enough. I'm going to go to the league now. I've been drawn interest since I was a freshman in high school. I don't need to prove myself anymore. The problem with that is you need guys in line in the years to come. With the teams now, they're coming out of high school with that chip on their shoulder already trying to prove something, so they stay here for years to to kind of perfect their craft, if you will. So I'm a bit torn too, because if you land a five-star guy, you put it puts the team right on the map, you have a bunch of people now sold on the program, you have a five-star in the building, right? But you it has to be sustainable. Peichel has to be able to land guys year in and year out that are kind of at that level in order for it to work for a long time. Because that's what I assume you want to happen. He's signed here through 2030. He's got yeah. eight more years, and it's got to be a sustainable track record if you're going to do that. Otherwise, he looks at his strategy and goes, well, listen, if I just land two or three recruits out of high school that I know I can develop and they'll stay for three, four years, I'm set through the contract for just two cores. And not have to worry about recruiting, you know, twelve different five stars for just to fill the one season gaps. You know what I mean? That's what I see here, Dylan. I hear, I hear what you're saying, and I'm, I'm totally, I'm rooting for Pykele and Rutgers basketball. I'm as big of as I, I love Rutgers basketball. We're all big right? fans. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're all big fans, right? But the whole, the best season in our lifetime was a appearance in the round of 32, and there was talent on the roster. But at this point, there can be more talent on the roster. And the goal is not to every year, oh, we're going to make the tournament, but we're just going to lose round of 32. All right, I'm saying these seasons were great, but you have the opportunity to do more and you need more talent to do that, right? This roster 100%. had talent, but you need more talent. But if it's not sustainable, it won't work, is my point. I don't disagree what would with you. you. What would you rather, one season where they get to the Final Four or getting making the round of 32 every year and losing round of 32? And I assume in the Final Four option, it's then not making the March Madness tournament sure. going on. I'd rather have the year where we make it every year. Because, okay. okay, a Final Four run, that's great. But then if the next four years down the road, you're 16 and 15, well, that's not really but, very but fun. But that also does, yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> but that also is just is just completely something that would not happen. If you land someone like Nas Cunningham, it's all just a snowball effect, right? More people would want to come. To Rutgers, that just I more agree people with. in state. Yeah, I yeah. agree with. But again, it's not a guarantee. I'm just saying. But I, you, I've, like, I've at, seen, like, look at Jackson State. They got the best player in that class. You're telling me the best quarterback's now going to go there? No, that's a one-time no, thing. The, one time. That's occurs. completely different. That's uh, an HBCU that's all of a sudden getting a ton more attention that they would never have gotten, getting so many more resources that they would never have got. That's completely different. This is a, a Big Ten school. That's completely different. It's it's it is That's different. completely different. It is different. It's Big Ten versus an HBCU. But I'm just that saying. Plays in the FBS. But I'm just saying, it's it's not as much of a guarantee, and I guess it's because they've already built it as a team like Kentucky, where they just keep getting guys in one year after another, and they know it's going to be there. I mean, if, if that's, you, if if that's the route Rutgers needs to go down, then I agree. They I'm using this example, guys. but they're not going to get him. But if you land someone like Nas Cunningham, that doesn't mean you can't still get the Caleb McConnells and the Miles Johnsons that are unknown and develop them at the same time. That that doesn't that doesn't mean all these guys are suddenly not being recruited by Peichel and his system. It's just another piece in the puzzle. Sure, you lose a guy that plays one and done. Who cares? Even if you don't get another one and done the next year, you still are developing your guys at the same time. You always want to shoot for the best talent you can. If you have the opportunity. That, listen, that's why I said he'd be stupid not to get him on the team if he had serious interest. I'm just saying that for the long haul, not the next two seasons with maybe two guys, because he's here till 2030, it's not a guarantee that in the next six years he's able to get guys like that every year. It doesn't and matter. Again, it doesn't yeah, matter. There's, there's and, not every, and not every single recruitment like he has been as of recently is going to pan out. So you can't bank on there to be but three or four guys that are right there to help out. But that's been the biggest success of Peichel and his staff has been player development, right? I think we could all agree on that. It's it's up there. No, it, it 100% has, right? I would think so, yeah. So, I mean, if if that's what you trust Peichel for, which I do, then there's no reason not to just recruit heavily, especially New Jersey, just some of this bigger... Because at this point, they've... They've proved a lot, right? They've had some. These have been historic seasons the last couple of years because the program's been not so good for a long time. It's been a lot better the last couple of years. There's no reason you can't start recruiting bigger names at this point and no, landing I, some I, of them. I think so, they've, I think they've I done think, enough. I think, and go hard. Been, I think they've been recruiting them. Well, but like, I, they just haven't been listening. They haven't I think been they getting. Might be, I would. I think it might be listening now because of the recent success. 
And um, DA, I hear you how it's not really a consistent way of finding finding a Nas Cunningham every year. Someone who's some someone who's interested in from New Jersey at coming to Rutgers and at that level, you're not going to find a lot of them. Um, but that's completely fine. But if it's a one-time thing, if it's like a one, if it's one player, maybe like a Dylan Harper who comes in a couple years, like you know, I think you still take that. I think I think one player like that doesn't disrupt the entire program. Um, you know, it's kind of just like a year by year thing, where you're going through the recruits. No, listen, I, I'm not saying that they don't take this guy because he's only going to stay a year. I'm just simply saying if you're going to go down this route. You better be damn sure that there's going to be guys in the future that you are looking at that you that you're going to get because it, it it needs to be that way in order for this kind of recruitment to work. Because yes, you you can say he's very good at, at uh, developing players, David, which he is. But if the guy is only there for one year, how much developing did he really do? Not much, as compared to Gio, who's been here for five years. And he's been here every step of the way. And the other thing too but is, but that's the thing. It's not just Gio. It's Gio with Ron, who I understand, is big but they've been here and chunky when he five, got here. Yes, I'm saying four but or five it, years. If you got a guy that's only for one year, there's only so much developing you can do. Who cares? He brings talent. You could develop other guys at the same time, right? And still have a complete solid team. It's not just all about one guy. It's well, no, even, if just, even if I'm he's just, a five star, even if he's a five star, I'm arguing your point because you're saying, well, if you bring him in, Pykele can develop him. Will be. I'm good not for talking you. about him. I'm saying because you're saying they have to have five stars every year if you get one. They have to have if that, but that's assuming that they all leave after one year. They could get a five star that's here for four years. I listen. I'd be more than happy, but I'm just assuming because that's what most of these five star recruits do. They go into Duke, UNC, they play one season, and then they go pack their bags to the combine. And I'm not arguing that that's not what they should do. Just saying that's that's how it's going to go down, especially for a team like Rutgers. If they have a great year, he's not going to risk coming back for an injury. He's going to go, and I wouldn't blame him. But I'm just saying you need to have a plan in the future, and you need to have those guys. If you're Pykel, that you can that you know you can develop, that you've sought out, and you're like, I this is a guy I can develop and coach and do a good player. If he can do that, then yes, hundred percent, it will work. But I'm just saying it's. Uh, I'm not even arguing that they shouldn't. I'm just seeing both sides because we know how Pykele views recruits in which we've been talking about it this whole time. He wants guys that are bought into the system that will develop and play for years, build a kind of a, a team effort, not just so central focused, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't like Jaden Jones only played a couple of games this year. He's gone already. Who cares? But in, what he didn't make a difference to the team, good or bad. But I'm just saying but Michael, if, if he was more talented, he would have made a positive difference. But he certainly didn't make a negative difference. He just sat the bench. I My guess is because he didn't play up to snub the defense that he yeah, wanted. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what we all thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His defense probably wasn't on par. Yeah. Listen, but if if we could land a guy like uh, Cunningham, that'd be great. Because this team, I feel like the, the three guys that are leaving now have done enough to put this program on the map. But he better have a damn plan in the future if that's the route they want to go down. Great uh, Rutgers basketball conversation. There we go. Uh, I think with that we'll take our first break. Um, that was, I think, that, I think, I think all parties involved did a good job in that. Uh. Welcome back to the WRSU crew uh, here on this Tuesday evening, six forty-seven p.m. Might live be a in studio. Outside. Is it a little cooler outside? Probably. Wasn't bad. That's what Doug would always do. He would just look at the clock and just repeat it when he had nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. 647. Yeah. Just yeah. like every couple minutes. Well, you know, it's 649. 649. We got 11 minutes until this uh, second's over. I know. 647 and 25 <laughs> seconds of counting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just I love you, Doug. But love it, Doug. Snoop yeah. Doug. Snoop, uh, Snoop Doug. We shout all out. love you. Shout out, Doug. Big shout out. But let's head in. Israel? Is he? I I think I, he is because he's, he's in quarantine. He's uh, oh, that's right. He's in quarantine he's right now. He's got the COVID nineteen. He's got the Rona. I think Ellis I think is back, so. but he Damn. he had to stay back. He's, Ellis made it. He's I saw he posted on like his Instagram story watching uh, Game Seven. Oh like, yeah, so five like, in the morning out the there. Morning. <laughs> it was like grubbing. <laughs> yeah, five in the morning. He's like locked room. in my hotel room. I mean, wow. there, are, there are worse places to be. Yeah, I guess so. 
Well, we send the best out to Doug. Hopefully, he gets home soon. Because that's because that's crazy, yeah. Doug. Talk, I hope you're listening we're to this. We're talking like he is in hospital bed. He's, he's probably okay. sleeping. What time is it there? Yeah. He's probably uh, asleep. Probably like two, three in the morning. He's probably sleeping. I'm gonna now. screen record this from Spotify and send this to him. Yeah, he's definitely sleeping. Because he he also would never know how to upload it, so one, he would never upload the podcast. One forty-eight. One forty-eight in the morning. He's probably, he's probably up. All right. Well, Doug, he's if you are up. listening, good night, my friend. Go call get some sleep. Tell him to call in. If he's up, call in. You, he's up. Yeah. Yeah. If he's if he's like us two, these kids were these kids were up. Doug, if you're listening. Free, feel free to call and you know the number. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll head to the locks of the week now. And Jack, you seemed pretty high on the NBA Finals, so I'll let you go first. Ooh, I like I that don't pronunciation. Know if I was the right answer, but I wanted to give my take on these lines, and uh, I guess I'll do it right here. So, Game One of the NBA Finals is Thursday night, aka my favorite series um, of the entire year, favorite moments of the entire year, the NBA Finals. Should be a great series. I'm sure we'll talk to about that in. About a half hour or so should be a great conversation. But the opening line for game one of the finals is minus three and a half in Golden State's favor. Now, if I was a betting man, and I am not, unfortunately, sorry. <laughs> That's um, a, It's a good thing. What's the unfortunately? It's a good thing. Well, that means probably just disregard everything I'm about to say. Oh, okay. But, um, I am a basketball fan, so I can take my advice from this standpoint. Thanks. Um I would take the Warriors minus three and a half. I think they win by more than three and a half points. Now, this is how I think game one of the finals is going to go. Warriors haven't played in a week. They've beat the Mavericks last Thursday, and the Celtics are coming off a of game seven in Miami. Um, I think the Warriors come out, come out a little bit shaky. I think it's natural. They haven't played in a week, and that's how it usually goes when you have you know a week or so more off, and the Celtics will probably be more in a rhythm. Um, I think long-term, I mean, I'll save most of my reservations for my finals prediction. Um, later on, I think long-term, the Celtics might get gassed out from just all the games they played in the playoffs. But gassed that's, that's up, another, shoddy. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, another, that's a story for a later conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, know, I, it's a good point. Um, so you're going to go with the, the Warriors yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with the Warriors. I think they take game one. And, you know, overall, I think it's going to be a really good series. I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk about it later. But I got the Warriors minus three and a half in this first game. I think they win, I'll say, 110-103. Okay. Respectable. Respectable. Listen, you- it's it's a tough team to go against. The Warriors, I mean, we'll talk about that later, but the Warriors have been good all the pl- throughout the whole postseason. And the uh, the Celtics keep surprising people after every series win, and they're, they're finally made it to the promised land. We'll see if they can get it done, but... You know, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that the Celtics may be just a little tight. And, and and this is the other thing, too. They now they have to go from a game in Miami and then fly out to San Francisco and play a game all in a two-day span. That's something know, else we didn't, we didn't mention with Twitter a three-hour time difference. You know Twitter account Sports Plus Aviation? No. No. It's this ridiculously Ooh, cool Twitter awesome. account. I think they'll, I would like this. They'll tweet out, like, I don't know how this person finds it, but they tweet out like the flights that these sports teams take it was it was dur- the during the Rutgers basketball season too they would have the Rutgers team like say they played in Minnesota they fly out like literally like an hour after the game and then they land in Newark at this time they had it all on I need to get this, on that That's on this awesome. on this Twitter account oh that'll help plus, me bet so I know when the Yankees go to bed and like oh they got to bed at like 6 a.m. So, followed by Jack Basea, Chris Deconis, Jake Schmid, a couple a couple goats so here John Hartnett I just followed them I see that <laughs> so, what's, it, what's it called Sports, sports aviation. plus aviation. So it's just sports, sports, a- plus at aviation sports aviation reported that the Celtics flew home from Miami after the game on Sunday night. They flew out of Miami at 1.36 in the morning. They landed Oof. in Boston at 4.12. So I say that to say that they flew from Miami to Boston, and now today they flew cross-country to San Francisco, which is not a short flight at all. So... Oh, so they flew back home to Boston. They, they flew then. back home, and now they're going out there. Yeah, so that's two flights. That's two flights in the span of like two days, and the three-hour like difference. Boston to San Francisco is not any six honest. six hours plus, and yeah. it's a three-hour time difference out there. You go back three hours. It's a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. Is so. it going west easier though because the time goes back? Mm. It's a longer flight. good point. It's a, it's a longer flight though because of the trade winds. Like easier going meaning east, what? Going east, going like you get more time to rest. Like you know, since like you're going. Uh, I guess so, but then, but then the thing is, most of the time, unless these players do this, most of the time, like if you get there, if you, if you get, like if you leave Boston at twelve in the afternoon, mm-hmm. land there at six o'clock Boston time, but it's only three o'clock there. Now yeah. you're up for another three hours. Wait, but now you can sleep. 
I, I guess you could mm. if they do that, sure. But they probably have like a practice because it's their day off. They got to practice. Oh, true. So okay. it's a whole thing. So, but one thing, one thing good about these guys is that they fly in literal luxury. Like it's true. They could probably sleep on the plane. VIP charter flights. Like they don't got to deal with like. I mean, they probably got to deal with TSA, but it's nothing compared to what a normal person's got. I bet deal they don't with. take the, their shoes off. The but, common uh, fault. They did. They while we're on the subject, they did take off at one o'clock our time, and I think they should be there by now, right? It's. They said that in San Francisco they're supposed to arrive at three thirty their time. It's three. It's about four o'clock their time. But uh, yeah, sports was aviation. Really fascinating stuff. It they is got good. like they got um. Hey John, here you go. New York Rangers. They uh, they're flying. They're flying uh home from their Carolina, their Carolina win. They took off at twelve nineteen. They landed, HPN. Where's that? I don't know, I'm looking at that right now because I didn't recognize. I don't that know either. where HPN is, but they f- they landed at one thirty in the morning, hmm. and uh, yeah, great Twitter account. But great then Twitter there's account. oh the Lightning, the Lightning are going to Newark, EWR. There was Lightning last night. No, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning Bolts. APN oh, Airport, why? West Westchester County Airport. I've never heard of it. Up in New York, so it's a small airport. Hmm. Okay. I think well, HPN, yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. HPN, yep. Tampa Bay Lightning uh, flew in to Newark at three thirty today. So this can be like they're your, well. Uh, talk about well-rested teams. They're yeah. they haven't played since May twenty third. <laughs> we turned we turned uh turned locks of the week into sports plus aviation. <laughs> this could, that this could have been our can we just talk segment. But also it could be like oh I'm in a class. What's your fun facts? Boom! I could name twenty airports and their uh, three letter. What's the three letter things called? Their, their abbreviation. Uh, their abbreviations for like twenty airports. Like mm-hmm. if you check the Twitter account, <laughs> WR- boom. WRSU Sports now follows Sports Plus Aviation. Yes, of course. You gotta know, man. Wait, oh, you have it on your phone? I have it on my phone. Yeah. Oh, I, I have it up right here. Rangers got in at one thirty in the morning. In case you're wondering, so yep. they. But you would see, you would see it with the like I said, you would see it with the Rutgers basketball team too. They, that's you cool. Would see when they fly in and stuff. So. Yeah, it'd be cool to like plan a trip. To like yeah. I don't know, I'm flying to Europe next week. Even I'm not, I'm not like tell you are. Like oh, I'll see the Mets on the way out to like Denver. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like hey Noah. Oh, not Noah. He's an angel. Uh, what's going on, Jake? It's like I'm flying a plane. Noah's coming to New York tonight. Yeah, pitch. Uh, he's pitching tonight oh, he's at Yankee to Stadium. Yeah, yes he is. Anyway. What are you gonna do? Boo? Do you boo? That's... Do you cheer him? Do you yell at him? Yankee fans have no. They don't care, right? I don't think they really care. I mean, he's kind of just like a, I don't think someone that people don't like, just like ooh, a jock type of guy. Yeah, listen, Tyler Not Wade's back in town. That's all I care about. D- anyway, Dia, you got your, uh, you got your lock. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll leave. I'll leave game one of the Eastern Conference Finals for John over there. I'm gonna go with the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they play tonight, 8 p.m. Start out in Colorado. They are the favorites in that game. I think the Colorado Avalanche win game one and the thing with Edmonton and I know David uh Jack you don't know too much about hockey so I'll, I'll try and explain this is my it's pretty simple Edmonton beat Calgary in the previous series four to, games to one they beat them pretty well but a lot of the games were close and high scoring a lot of five four finishes <laughs> the first game <laughs> the first game was nine to six um and there was one that was like four to one. My point being, Edmonton gives up goals, and Colorado is one of the best offenses in the league. You're taking the best. over. No, I'm. Ta- I'm just going to take Colorado oh. to win the game. But <laughs> oh, okay, um, the over is at seven. That's how much they expect these teams to score. By the way, and you're over. taking that too. No, you can take it though. If you, want. <laughs> you seem so confident. You kind of convinced me. Listen, they're both like I would say they're probably the two fastest teams in the league. It's Connor McDavid versus uh, Nathan McKinnon. It's like the matchup that everyone's been waiting for. It's like Magic Bird. Yeah, uh, except ma- not. It, 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 if you had to compare it, it's stop. It, it could be like that. Stop, yeah. stop, 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 what? stop. What? Magic and Bird? No way. Like facing off against each other. But no way. But they're so they're like the top three, top two players in the league, like in terms of just skill, <laughs> like uh, you know, offensive players, not that's, goaltenders. That's crazy. But, but I'm just oh anyway so. I think the Avalanche win tonight. It's minus one ninety four. So not the best odds there. You have to lay a, a bit of you have to you have to lay a, a bit of money to win something in return. Um, but I, I think they win this game. They've proven Colorado they play, they play defense and they can score at will. Edmonton has proven they can score, but they've been a little shaky on the defensive thing on the defensive side of things. And game one's in Colorado. They have the home ice advantage. I think this series goes six in total with the Avs winning the series, but I think 
the Avalanche win the first game. So I'm going to go with the, the Avalanche money line tonight. Which brings us to my New York Okay, I'm so excited. I have not... Our New York Rangers. I Yes. Dylan... I have not stopped smiling for the past 72, like, past, I don't even know. Ever the, since the game oh ended. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to be in the building tomorrow. Oh, look at that. I'm going to game one in the garden. Very nice. I'm counting down. I'm even work early. I, I bought the tickets this morning. Uh, not bad, like 300 bucks. Which, you, which, you know. Are you, might, are you behind the goal, bad. like, all the way up somewhere? Oh, oh yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, like, I'm, like, in the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Next to, like, the, uh. Taking, taking a day off from the pool factory. Oh, no. I got to keep building pools. Don't get me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, oh. uh, DA and. DA and David, if you wanna if you wanna get John on a ranch, talk about pools. Yes. Yeah. We'll save that for can we just I was talk. in a pool today. I hope I hope I didn't build it. I'm gonna poke holes in the I pool, doubt so. him. Oh jeez. <laughs> Above ground pool, below pool? Uh, it's my my grandpa's house, a below ground pool. Okay. That was close cool. to here. Okay. Close to here. We could we could stop by later if you want. Well, I, that's that's good. <laughs> or maybe like, pools, you don't want to yeah, maybe you don't want to see a pool. No, I'm sorry. Uh, b- below ground anyway. So <laughs> later, 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 later. <laughs> um let me think. Okay, the past so the Rangers the past two game ones, uh, game one against Pittsburgh they lost four to three in a heartbreaking triple overtime, or Igor's five game. hour game. It was abs- I did not study for any finals that night. I took mm-hmm. off of school. I just was like, you know what, this is my life tonight. <laughs> and that was brutal. That was just a brutal, uh, a brutal game to watch. But it was, good, it was a good, good game though. Good game though. Uh, game one against Carolina they should have won game one. That on was the road. so winnable. They had they had a lead what like with three minutes left. Even they blew yeah. the lead. Then they and Capo missed a wide open net with oh. six minutes left to put him up two nothing, yeah. which were, which probably would have sealed the deal. So I think they're, the the bottom line is this: they're due to win a game one, just like the Hurricanes were were due to lose at home. And Be- this is yeah, it's back at the Garden too. Hundred percent. I'll be in the building, and I have two superpowers. One is to, is the ability to just go on a tangent about anything and just forget what I'm talking about. Okay. Pools. The other one, pool. Yeah, don't get me. So sorry. <laughs> All right. See, we're already going down that hill. If you, if you want, you can listen back to. Can uh, we just talk? <laughs> if you want, just listen back to the Tuesday crew. I I think it was like a 20 minute rant just about just about pools. Okay. It's brutal. He's right. I was there. It, he was there. <laughs> Um, what was I just talking about? You were talking about the Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers. and your second Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it is. My ability to pick games, like, oh, I'll go to this this sports game. Okay. And it ends up being a good game. Mm. Like, I went to the uh, the Mets combined no-hitter. No-hitter. Oh, yeah. That you were did. Jeez. That was my second game of the year. It was it was the uh, no-hitters. That was cool. I what was, was the first one, though? Uh, oh, the home opener. Which and was also a cool game. Did they win game. that game? Yeah, it was like 10-2. to two. Okay, so he's picking good games then. 100%. I was and gonna, you picked this one. I picked the Jets game the week 17. This is last season. Right. I was going to go to the Jets-Bucks game, uh, but they I had I, got, I caught the Rona. Yeah. So they I couldn't won. go. They they had, they had it. It was, again, very So you winnable. picked yet another good game. Was that the Antonio 100%. Brown shirtless yes, that was wonder that game? game? Yes. Oh, yeah. yep. And then Brick. When he quit. <laughs> Mid-game. He said, screw this. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm head out. He, uh... <laughs> So, yeah, I have a very good um, – so I'm going to be in the building tomorrow. I think the Rangers are going to win game one. I think Igor is going to be shaky, but he's going to fight. I think he's going to allow. I think the Rangers are going to win – let's go 3-2. to 3-2, to that's a good score. Yeah. They're plus uh, They're plus two, so they're underdogs. You get some good You get some good money if you bet them. Plus, one oh, uh, plus 106. Tampa's are the favorites, no doubt. I mean, 100%. If they beat Tampa Bay, they have a shot to win it all. If they beat Tampa Bay and they prove that they can they can get past Vasilevsky, which he has just shown that no one else can, even the Panthers couldn't figure him out. Mm-hmm. I think they only scored three goals in the four games that they played against him. If, if, if the Rangers offense can show that they can score on him, then they have a very good chance to win this, this series. Um, you know, I remember, John, the last time we talked when it was before the— it was the game seven against Pittsburgh. The last time we talked about the Rangers, yeah. and we were like, yeah, you know, Carolina, great season. We we got past the first round. If they lose to Carolina, it's okay. You know, we got past that first round. Carolina's a very good team. I remember the two of us saying Carolina wins in five or six, yeah. and the Rangers take them the seven games and win a a game on the road in, in an environment which seemed like no team could win in in the playoffs, and they beat them six to two. N- never were the Hurricanes in the game. It was four to nothing before the Hurricanes scored their first goal. They yeah, were never in yeah. it. And for all the people out there saying, "Well, you know, they're playing backup goalies. Rons is in, and and he gets hurt." Well, sometimes it just happens to be that way. 
But Igor had it was playing out of his mind. I mean, it wasn't like all these games were you know five to four, and the offense was just really carrying the team because they're playing backup goalies. I mean, Igor was holding them to one or two goals a game, like down the stretch. I, you look at all the games. I, what was it? Three, maybe the most he gave up to them in that three to one loss in Carolina. I think so. He's, he's much different. I don't because if you look at his GAA for the playoffs, it's a little misleading because it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, but if I mean, you 14. look at the games. Other than the three to one game, you look at the other games. The first game they lose two to one in overtime, a game the Rangers mm-hmm. should have won. Then game two, it's one to nothing the whole game. They take him out of the net and they get an empty netter to get the two nothing win. So he only gives up one goal there. Then back at the Garden, it's a bunch of it, it four to one. Uh, the next game was five two. Then they go back to Carolina. It's three to one, and then six to two. Eventually, you know. So my point being, Igor has been playing out of his mind. And so has Vasilevsky. This is going to be a big, interesting duel between the two goaltenders. It's going to be fun to watch. But I think the Rangers win one of two at home. And yeah. I don't know which game it'll be, but I guess because you're going, it's, it's, well, gonna, it's it going to be, be that game one. one. It's going to be that one, I guess, because you're going. 100%. I have a uh, superpower. He does have. He has two superpowers. I do. The, uh, I, also, I also have a bit of a superpower myself. Oh, Dylan, unfortunately, there is one thing, th- one thing to note. Uh, today is May 31st, which is the end of Mika May. Mm. So Mika Zibanejad will enter June. Mm. Uh, so that take that as you will. Are there any players? I can't. Th- I'm trying to think of players with uh, that start with a J in their first name that score quite often. Adam Fox. That's not a that's J. Not, uh, no, that's close though. It's. I think. Is it? About, that's about all I know. <laughs> oh, that's oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone with a J? Because you could just say their name June, and it would make sense. But, but is it as uh, catchy as Mika May though? Mm, well, I don't know. I can't even name you one guy with J in the Me first either. name, so even, there's probably not even any. I don't think there is. All right, well, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> he's been playing really well. Uh, that's they a need, shame. That's a shame. <laughs> they need their big guys. The kid line has to you know, keep being productive, keep playing their hearts out. Uh, and we'll talk about more of them later. We'll just kind of do these locks. We'll talk oh, yeah, about so we'll them later in the second hour. David, you want to go next? Yeah, my lock is actually uh, Stephen F. Austin bowling money line. No, I'm kidding. I didn't even. <laughs> is that what's on TV? I didn't even. I just. I'm flipping seen, around. I didn't even you know ever this seen was that. Uh, TikTok. It was. They're like making fun of people who like bet on stuff like completely. Yeah, like, like some. It was, it was yeah. this guy. Guys like. Uh, it's like seven in the morning. Guys walks into like his house. He's like Korean yo, baseball dude, league. Yo, dude, why? Yo, dude, why don't you have the game on? He's like, dude, seven in the morning. He's like, dude, um, like, you cr- like what? Poland versus Slovakia cricket, like <laughs> yeah. U seventeen. I got random. some coin on it or something. <laughs> Jeez. See, that's why I tell you, Jack. It's a good thing you're not sports betting. Some people just get, just do that because oh, yeah. they gotta win. They gotta win something back from all their losses. So, David, do you have a lock for us, there, buddy? I do. Because you're the last one to go here. Yeah, I do. Jack is trying to tell me something. You could come over. What do you need? The oh, you need. He the wants remote. the remote. He's, he's not, not watching okay. whatever you put on. I didn't. I didn't hear him. He, not a cool, not a bowling yeah, guy, put, Jack. No, I don't think we get Yes Network I, we on don't there. Get yes. Well, with the Yan- Yankees, we don't get Yes Network on there. Some people in this, uh, in this. He, he is. He didn't hear that. I don't think we get Yes. Can I mean, you tell I, him? Hey, if you want to watch Stephen F. Austin bowling, like he, he didn't hear me once again. We don't get. We don't get Yes. We Network don't have Yes. We don't have Yes. No. It's on TBS. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then we get on, that. Put it on. Put it on. All right. Well, go with your lock. My lock. Yeah. My lock is right. I don't. I don't. I mean, I've watched a little of the playoffs. Haven't seen a ton of NBA all year, so. Don't exactly know what I would be talking about there. Hockey, completely Forget lost. It. Forget it. Forget about it. So I've been. I mean, two and zero so far in summer crew, okay. and both plus odds. So we're just gonna we're just keep, gonna keep the boat rolling. It's just something simple. We're gonna put Mets and Yankees money line together. Okay. Montgomery's pitching for the Yanks. Trevor Williams is pitching for the Mets, but the Mets are playing the Nationals. They're gonna kill them again. They scored thirteen last night. Let's do, let's run it back. And the Yankees, Cindergard's return to New York. I don't like Cindergard, so I will root for the Yankees to be Cindergard all day. If you put those together, you'll get about plus 160 odds, so I will take it. Yankees and Mets together, money line. Yeah, I, I like it. Great Yankees game, by the way, going on on the screen. So <laughs> I don't think we have TBS. Do we have TBS? We definitely I've had this problem before. We, don't have, we have TBS, yeah, in quotes. Here's the one thing, David. The Yankees have not been able to give Montgomery 
run support anytime he throws I don't want to hear Yankee fan complaining about not giving a pitcher run support. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about just for his bet here. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just I'm sorry. to know because he's banking on Montgomery to have a good game, and he probably will, well, but the Yankees don't put runs not up necessarily. when he I'm not necessarily banking on him to have a good game. You're betting on them to win, though. I'm betting on Syndergaard to have a horrible game. Oh, uh, well, yeah. listen, I'm just, I'm just giving you a, a fair warning. It might be like 9-7, I'm saying. Well, I'm giving you a fair warning. That's fine. They don't give him run support. That's, I completely expect my bet to still hit, even if they don't give him run support. I like it, though. Plus 160. Yeah, you, you've been rolling, you said, so. I, I didn't mean, mean to come at you, Dylan. I just, <laughs> when you said that, I had a flashback DeGrom, to 2018 he, Jacob yeah. DeGrom. He had an earned run out. He has given up... He's given up like one run in the past like ninety games, and he he lost every game. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's pretty much what the Yankees do with that thing. toward Montgomery. It's it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Like he'll go seven scoreless innings, and it'll be one, it'll be like one nothing Yankees, or sometimes he'll go seven score uh, seven innings, one run, and the Yankees are losing one nothing. Not tonight. It's, though. A, it's a lot of that. Okay, not tonight. I hope it's not tonight. Listen, I hope they blow the doors off the Angels. I'm going to the game on Thursday. Oh, have nice. fun. Nice. Well, thank you. Yankee Stadium is easy to get to. You're just driving. Yeah, just Dude, drive, driving in. It's it's easy to get to. Yankee Stadium's easy. I'm to not get to. I'm not trusting these subways nowadays. You kidding me? Okay, it's fair. Yeah, this I'm, is, I'm this driving. This is not in. the Yankee game. Yeah. I'll pay twenty bucks hey, to park. Gotta, Bang, you, done. You got it. Got a consolation prize right here. Consolation. What do we have on there? I, the Phoenix Mercury versus Chicago Sky, WNBA. Oh, that just sounds that just sounds awesome, guys. What, what team does Aurel Grantes play for? The one in LA, right? The Sparks. LA Sparks. Yeah, yeah. This is how. Like, that's about all. I that know. looks like a lot of fun. No, I wanted to see baseball. This is how dis- this is so. I like TV, I li- TBS I- nearly broke the entire TV, so I had to. <laughs> Dude, that's true. I could, try, I could try one more time. It started like, spazzing out. Are you sure it's on TBS? That's, it it, it is on TBS. I didn't know Mr. Brasea was this big baseball guy knowing about the Yankees channels. Well, you guys awesome. are talking about Noah Syndergaard like the entire show, so I, I, like, I, okay, I'm not. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, he's a uh, former Met. Yeah, he's a schmuck, is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you Alex Carmenati pulling out the word schmuck left and right? Mets fans like, don't like him. No, he's a know, bum. He's like no, not working. He's so. not. Yeah, no, that's not working. That's that's the black screen of death right there. TV's off, bro. <laughs> and then like it doesn't let me do like the TV list. Like it, it's just like not, not it. Like they just don't. For some reason, they just don't like it. Hey, NHL, is that fine? Oh, there's Biz. Works for me. The Biz. He's up there. Biz. There's Biz. Yeah, Biz Nasty himself. He was he was ripping the Rangers when they beat the the Penguins. Well, he was I mean, kind of mad. He's more. He's come around though. He's more comedy than information, right? He's come around. Is he right? He does he know what he's talking about, or is he just like a funny guy on TV? Oh no, he's a former player. I know, but he was not that good, right? I mean, he's I, more known for like spitting chiclets. Well, just, that's his barstool podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really famous. Is oh yeah, his? it is. I, I don't, I didn't watch hockey when he played, so I don't know if he was. I don't think he was that good. Listen, all I'll say is if they have him on what like, about the, T- the TNT like pregame po- uh, halftime and he rips the, the intermission report like shows. I'm yeah. sure he's oh yeah more yeah, than yeah. Just, I'm just like, saying. Like not good. Yeah. What about Nabil Karim? I don't know. He's interviewing Nathan McKinnon right now. Oh, I think I know who that is. He's like uh, Nabil Karim. I I reckon I think I recognize the name. All right, you, you guys want to go break? <laughs> yeah, we can give all could, our locks, right? We can take a that quick might break. Have been the most like overall like chaotic like locks. Uh, I still think they could all hit chaotic. though. I think I they think, could all yeah, hit. Yeah, I think they're pretty good locks. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the side yeah, oh, conversation took, we had. It TBS, took, it took Sports Plus Aviation. Like, <laughs> that was long. I forgot, <laughs> oh, about yeah. that. I forgot about the aviation. That was a long conversation. <laughs> we'll, be ba- we'll be back with something uh, for Can We Just Talk, though, for sure.